Hey guys, welcome to day eight of your detox. In today's episode, we're going to go and talk about reflection. Um, so it's super, super important once we get out of these toxic relationships that we take some time for reflection. Um, not only reflection on what just transpired in the relationship, but also reflection on things that we may have done in the relationship that we're holding on to. And that kind of makes us question, is a narcissist a narcissist? Um, I know for myself, once I left, I was still pretty angry. Um, and I did a lot of blaming. Um, I, I saw a lot of fault in everything that he did. He could have (laughs) breathed. And I, and I blamed that on narcissism. I said, he breathes like a narcissist. He does this like a narcissist. When in actuality, he was a severely toxic person with narcissistic personality disorder. Um, but I wasn't an angel in the relationship and I had my faults. I had changed. I wasn't the person that I used to be when I met him and I had to take ownership to that. I had issues that I still had to deal with. So I was far from perfect, but I had to come to to terms with understanding that I was with a toxic person who has narcissistic personality disorder, but I also had issues within the relationship as well. I was not this angel and that's okay. It's okay to reflect and say to yourself, I wasn't perfect, but I'm worth more than the abuse that you're giving to me. Um, I think it's really important that we take the time to assess what happened in the relationship and what we're going through. Um, For me, what really helped was for me, one, journaling. Journaling was super important. And even to this day, two years later, I still go back and I look at those journals and I look at the emotions that I had there. And on day eight for me, I'm looking at my journal and I was still attached to him mentally. I still was craving his attention. I still wanted him to reach out to me. I still had hope that we would get back together. Day eight feels like day two in in a fight when you're with a toxic person because you've gone through this cycle before of not speaking to each other for eight days. That's nothing. You can go a month and not speak to this person and you know in the back of your head that you're getting back together. But when you leave or you're discarded, and you make that decision to never go back, you know it's different. And you and you still you still crave the old toxic behaviors of that person. So for me, day eight, I still wanted him to stalk me, which sounds crazy. It sounds weird, but that's what I wanted. I wanted him to still stalk me. I still wanted him to reach out so that I felt like I had the power to say, no, I don't want you back. And when in actuality was, I told him I'm leaving. He said, okay, pretty much. You know, he played um, a little bit of hoovering when I was still in the house. But for the most part, he was already moving on to other people. He was already making plans. So when I was gone, I was gone. It was as simple as that. No communication, no nothing. It was boom, bam, boom, you're gone. And I'm just sitting here like, okay, well, he's going to have to reach out to me because we're married. He's going to have, you know, and it wasn't that at all. He, you know, this man was uh, done. I remember checking the camera and he had already rearranged the house, you know, like, like I was never there and filled in the void, like, boom, just like that. 
and that hurt. I was nothing to him. And I had to sit back and I had to reflect on that. This is why I left. I left because you are a toxic person. A a man or a person that truly loves you, a woman, a man that truly loves you and is healthy for you, isn't going to forget you in 48 hours. They're not going to act like you never existed. They're going to be hurting just like you're hurting. And for me to see that this person basically started a whole new life, they became this whole new person and they were already setting up their plan for their next victim and they were becoming that person. And it was almost a little bit scary or it's actually scary to think about it now. I think when I watched the video, it was more anger, like you piece of bleep, 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 like how could you? After I've given you so much of me that you've discarded me into nothing that quickly. But now doing reflection, thinking back, it's scary because this is exactly what he did to me, to another victim. You know, you discard that victim. She's thinking, okay, this is another fight. We're going to get back together. But no, he's preparing for me. He's already changing into what I want and becoming that person. And then boom, bam, boom, never speaks to his ex again. And she's probably blindsided because she's like, what the heck? We were just getting along and now we're fighting over a little fight. Um, So I think it's um, important that we really understand why we left the relationship. And I really encourage everyone to write down those reasons as they're fresh in your mind. Write them down because you're going to forget in the future. You're going to forget down the road, but write them down. And that will be your reason to always look back and say, this is why I left. These memories remain strong in my head. I also think it's under, I'm sorry. I think it's important to um, understand what was the breaking point. So what was the breaking point that made you leave your narcissist? Was it cheating? Was it abuse? Uh, Was it? the lack of intimacy, whatever it was, keep that in your head. And that is what's going to guide you through these times, really understanding what was your breaking point where you finally had enough. I know for myself, after I prayed upon it and I asked the Lord, I said, please uncover and show me what you need to show me about this person. It was revealed to me. And from that moment on, I knew I could no longer stay. My breaking point that really helped me go was infidelity. And I remember telling myself, I'm going to leave. I'm going to prepare to leave. I'm going to save up money so that I can leave. But in my heart, I knew it was going to be hard because we had our ups and downs. We had our good moments and our bad moments. And right now we were riding a wave of good moments. And I had to constantly tell myself, do not keep falling in love with this man because he is fake and the Lord gave me my out with another with basically revealing the infidelity because it had always been there and I think I kind of stopped checking for it but once I went back to checking for it again it was everywhere and the Lord you know he showed it to me like this is never going to change this is who he is as a person and I was able to leave but I prayed that it's uncovered like what is it about this person that I, I feel deep in my heart and my my woman a woman's intuition that there's something off about this person. So 
I think that's something huge is to keep remembering what was your breaking point that made you leave. You left for a reason. Also, uh, I think a good activity on day eight is to think about your past hurt that led you to the narc. So I'll say that again. Think about your past hurt that led you to the narc. For me, there was a relationship before I entered with the narc that was toxic. It was not healthy. And thinking back, I've never been in a healthy relationship. All of my relationships have been toxic. So I went from one toxic person to another, but their toxicity was different. So me not realizing, I'm thinking I'm making an upgrade, but I'm just upgrading to a more toxic person that can hide it better or is a different style of toxic. And so I never had confidence in myself. I never loved myself. I was never assertive with myself to stand up and say, no, this is not what I want or yes, this is what I want and you don't provide that for me. I would always just take what was given to me because I didn't love who I was as a person. I lacked self-esteem issues. And with that, I, I attracted men who could use me, whether it be for money or my body, whatever it was for, that's what I was attracting. I wasn't attracting a quality man that wanted to see me grow. I wasn't uh, attracting someone who wanted the best for me and to see me flourish, whether I was making more money than him or less money than him. You know, it was always what I could give in the relationship and me being happy, whether either because you're the vision of what I thought I wanted in life or what society has told me I need to settle for. I need to settle for this man because I'm getting older in age and he's a nice guy. You know, we always say it's the nice guys that we don't give a chance. So when this nice guy comes around and, you know, you're not physically attracted to him, but, you know, he's super nice and he's checking off the attention factor and and he's giving you um, not intimacy, but. I guess it would be intimacy, non-sexual intimacy that you weren't getting from your last relationship. And he's only giving you these things because you told him what you lacked in your last relationship and what you want in life. He's giving you spirituality. You're telling him your relationship with the Lord is the most important thing. And he's telling you stories about how he plays in band at the church. And now, you know, you think back (laughs) five years, six years later, I, I don't think that man has ever played an instrument in his life. So it's just like, um okay red flags was flying off the wall but this is your time to self-reflect this is your time to sit back and say how did I end up in this toxic relationship what was it was it something from my childhood was it something from relationships am I just so programmed from social media and tv and movies that I think that this is what I want in a relationship because let's let's be honest these narcissists don't come in toxic they come in very sweet and they come in like angels and they come in like you know soulmates and you're just like this is what I want but is it a programming that we've had from society saying this is what happily ever looks like or are we just so unhappy and never been loved that we don't even understand that we need to dig deeper and not just look at the surface 
So I really, really encourage everyone to do that. For me, it was a huge eye opener uh, to see the pat. I mean, not the past, but to see the pattern, to see the pattern that I was dealing with and not really connecting the dots that led me to that narc. And now that I've healed, I understand that I won't never take, I will never take those steps again. I'm going to be a more assertive. I'm going to ask the question. So I'll never be put back into that situation. Um, and remember right now you're trying to heal yourself. You have to heal yourself and not the narc. When you're out the situation, you want to think about this person had a terrible childhood and everyone's left them. At least in my case, that's what my narc told me. You know, he had this terrible childhood with his parents and everything else. And everyone always leaves him. No one ever stays around. And then when you're out of the situation, you're like, well, maybe I didn't fight hard enough. Maybe I didn't do what he needed to, you know, cause I wasn't the perfect girlfriend, but you have to remember you're, you're working on your healing right now and not the narc's healing. The narc is going to be the narc and he's going to do it to the next person, no matter what you do. So this is your time to heal. Look inward and figure out what you want to fix about yourself and fix it. And it's going to be some crying, some ugly tears. You know, I had to do the sad songs, the ugly tears and quiet time with the Lord to really understand what it is about myself that I needed to fix. And I'm far from being a hundred percent perfect or there, but I've worked on it. And now when, it, when I do have those issues come up, I stop and I reflect instead of what it used to be where I shut down. And now I'm, I'm getting better at it. So it's me understanding my journey. Um, I used to try and counsel the narc in a weird way. Because they were so broken that I wanted to fix them. So I wanted to counsel them. I wanted I wanted them to open up to me and I wanted them to I wanted to try to get down to the bottom of it when in actuality there was nothing to get down to. I mean, how can you get down to the bottom of someone literally having a whole second life and not divulging that information to you? It's like how, how is that possible? How can you be in a full second relationship with somebody while you're with me crying on the phone with me that you want to be a better person and you're sending flowers to a whole nother woman and it's nothing to, to blink an eye and put on the, the tears and then tell this other person I'm coming to see you this weekend. And then that's what you have to understand is we want to heal these narcissistic people, but we can't. This is who they are. And you have to work on yourself. You have to. Because if you don't work on yourself, you're going to constantly be thinking about what went wrong in the relationship. Is this truly a narcissist or not? Or did I leave prematurely because everyone else leaves them and they couldn't stick it out in the hard times? And the answer is no. You have to go. Simple as that, there is no if, ands, or buts about it. You did have to leave that situation. Even if you were discarded, you need to stay away from that situation. It's never going to get better. The new supply is going through the exact same cycle that you went through. And remember, when you were with the narc, the lies that they told, that you looked at them sideways, looking at people like, okay, you playing up this lifestyle that we're not living. So remember, you're on the outside looking in now. They're going to play it up like it's Disney World. 
So if you've never been to Disney World, you know that people constantly say how wonderful it is. You want to go. It's a special place that you always want to go to because people say, if you've never been, you have to go. And then for the people that have been to Disney World, they understand it's hot. The parks are not connected together. You got to travel super, super far. You're in lines all day. It's just overrated. It's not worth it. Remember that. That's what the, the narc is hyping up right now is they're hyping up Disney World. And if you've actually ever been, we've all been. That's what the narc is. We've, we've been there. We know what it is on the inside. And we don't want that anymore. So take the time. Heal yourself. Do the work. Figure out where the past hurt has led you to narcissist and heal from that. Heal yourself. Write down some goals. Write down your aspirations and you'll get there. I will continue to pray for you guys that you guys continue to push on. You're doing amazing. You're at day eight. Keep strong. Keep the faith. I will continue to wish you guys the best because you can do it. Until the next time, have a great day.